a Sunday only audio edition of the AZ Wildcats podcast. All right, we got a lot to get to this show, but we're going to talk. We're going to grade out Arizona's uh, basketball players for this year, the seniors moving on. And then we are going to talk a little bit of combine as well because Arizona has done some very good work at the combine. A couple players really stood out. Okay, now, first. Arizona basketball. We're going to talk about the seniors that are moving on, although there could be, I mean, three of them technically could come back if they want. Does it look like that's the case? But we shall see. But first, let's uh, let's talk about the uh, the holdovers first. Umar Ballo, leader of men. You got to give Umar a A. Um, listen, I can't necessarily give him an A plus because there's certainly aspects of basketball that Umar is limited in. Um, again, I'm not really breaking any news there. St- struggles in the pick and roll defense can be kind of heavy footed at times, but that doesn't come close to diminishing what he does on the basketball court, though. A big thing that he does is he is probably he might be the best rebounder in all of college basketball. He's big, he's strong, and he can finish around the basket. Um, you know, listen, and this is a long and storied history of Arizona basketball, and there's not many players like Umar that are able to do what exactly Umar is capable of doing from a variety of different aspects. Umar has been absolutely fantastic this year. I think that you could make the case that he is uh, that he might be second in the uh, uh, the Pac-12 Player of the Year of race if it wasn't for Caleb Love being here. But man, just, you know, if you see him, give him a thanks because he has been great and he's going to go down as one of the better big men in U of A history. And his, uh, his legacy here is going to be very nice moving forward. Uh, Caleb, or excuse me, not Caleb Love, Pella Larson, um, assuming he does go on, I'm not totally sure that he is. A as well. Listen, uh, Pella Larson, I was totally wrong on. Anybody that follows me knows that I was totally wrong on him. Um, he is, uh, listen, he's not a star, but he is a he is an elite level role player. The term force multiplier is a very, uh, I think, is very astute and that he brings the best out of other players. Defensively, he's not necessarily a stop uh, a stopper, but he can do a variety of different things and he can guard other positions. He's physical. He's always flying around the court. You know exactly what you're going to get out of Pella Larson. Um, again, just a very, very good basketball player and somebody that I think that we should all be very happy that he is on the university of Arizona basketball team. Um, I wish that he would be a little bit more aggressive because when he is aggressive, um, I think Arizona plays even better. That pick and roll uh, action when he gets involved with Umar Ballo, and uh, it's very, very good. I also wish that Pella would shoot a little bit more. When Pella is wide open for a three, take it. Don't be hesitant. Take it because, again, you can make it. And, again, he's shown that time and time again. Pella's been fantastic, though, and just a good dude as well. You watch him, you can just tell that Pella Larson gets it in the grand scheme of life. Um, now moving on to some of the, uh, other guys, Keyshawn Johnson, going to give Keyshawn a solid B, maybe a B plus. Um, because listen, uh, Keyshawn, I believe every game should be 13 and eight, 14 and eight. Um, there was a stretch where he really wasn't that. And you kind of wonder what was going on. And like I said, a million times, I still don't quite understand that because for a hustle energy type player, he should be that dude. He should be somebody that is able to get you that 13 and eight, that 14 and eight, whatever the case uh, may be while playing really good defense. Again, he's, uh, he's about six foot seven. He's strong. 
Um, and Arizona is going to need him in a big way come March, because I think there's going to be times when Arizona is going to have to go small. And when Arizona goes small, they're going to need him to go out there and really kind of, I think, uh, take the bull by the horn. He is a, like I said, he is a player that, uh, has been very good and Arizona just needs him to be consistent. Arizona needs him to be a wrecking ball because when he's a wrecking ball, blocking shots, getting rebounds, his energy just kind of permeates all throughout the, uh, the rest of the team. He, again, just a very good back basketball player, giving him a B plus. And, you know, this obviously could end with an A um, if he uh, if he plays the way that he's capable come March. And then Caleb Love, A plus. Listen, I know that he's not perfect. I know that there's probably times when he shoots some shots where you're like, dude, what are you doing? But listen, man, I mean, at the end of the day, he's everything Arizona wanted and a lot more. A lot of people, I think, were concerned. What kind of teammate is he? Uh, you know, what uh, – what kind of, uh, you know, what kind of player would he be? He's been everything that an Arizona fan would want and a lot more. He's been, uh, he's been that dude that he plays hard. And when the chips are down, when somebody needs, uh, when, you know, when Arizona needs a guy to be able to go out there and really make a play, he's been that guy time and time again. Now, are there times when he's probably a little bit too aggressive? Sure. Totally get that. But he's also been he's been there for Arizona throughout, and he's playing his best ball of the season as uh, we come down as we come down the break. I believe he should be a first team All American. We talked about this a little bit before, but there's only been six cons- consensus first team uh, AP All Americans. That's been uh, Sean Elliott, Damon Stoudemire, Jason Terry, Mike Bibby, and Miles Simon, um, DeAndre Ayton. I believe that you can make a very strong case for Caleb Love being that uh, you know being that uh, seventh and. You know, let's be honest here. Come March, he's Arizona's most important player because he's going to be the one that's going to have the ball, good or bad, no matter what you think. And he's the one that's got that experience. And he's got a little bit of that irrational confidence, a little bit like what uh, um, uh, Matt, Matt, Matt Muehlbach coined the mini Mamba. So again, A+. plus. But again, you, you get the hint. This is a very special senior class. A's, 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 uh, you know, B-plus across the board. Very cool stuff. Now, moving on to a little bit of the NFL Combine. Um, uh, Tanner McLaughlin, um, we talked about him a lot throughout the season at tight end, that he felt like he was going to be an NFL player and that he would, uh, and it was going to be interesting to see how he tested. Well, he tested very, very well. He ran a 4-6-40, and again, you come in at 6'5", 235 pounds. He's got all the height in the world. He's got all the girth, and he's a good football player. He's not just one of these workout wonders where goes in there and you're like, eh, this guy really isn't that good. Um, he goes in there and he is, a, you know, he's a difference maker. Um, and not only is it di- he, a, uh, he's a difference maker. I could see him, uh, when, when the dust settles being a top 100 type player and, uh, um, and, you know, being a third round pick and being an eventual starting NFL, uh, uh tight end, listen, he's not going to be Rob Gronkowski, but there aren't any other Rob Gronkowski's. But if you're going to watch and say that he could be a, let's say a, um, you know, somebody who's a five, six, seven year NFL starter. I think that that's very much the case. And not only is it very much the case, I'd be a little surprised if it isn't. He is, like I said, just a really good football player. Then after that, you got Michael Wiley. Now, Michael Wiley didn't run the greatest time, ran a four five. Um, but I don't know that anybody was expecting Michael Wiley to run a really fast time. He also has to have surgery for a uh, hand issue, but Michael Wiley is going to be strictly a Michael Wiley is going to be a player that is known just for what he can do on the football field. And from an intangible perspective, um, catching passes out of the backfield, be a great locker room guy, having that nose for the red zone. 
Listen, Arizona with Jonah Coleman had an absolute monster last year, but it's also going to be something with uh, Michael Wiley where, you know, he was, it was kind of one A and one B and Michael Wiley, I think will be sorely missed. I do believe that he has a very legitimate chance of being on an NFL roster. And I think it could be very much of a Shane Vereen type thing where, um, or a James White, you know, those players that the Patriots always picked up where um, you looked up and. They're in the NFL for five or six years, and they never really rush for over three or 400 yards uh, in a season, it seems. But they also have six or seven touchdowns, three to 400 yards receiving. I think Michael Wiley can do that. Now, again, Michael Wiley, it's going to be a little bit hit or miss because he's going to have to find the right situation. Who knows if he's going to be drafted or not? But I do believe that he's going to be somewhere in that. Uh, he's going to be somewhere in that mold. And again, I, uh, I got all the I got all the confidence in the world in him. Then you've also got. Jacob Cowling. Now, Jacob Cowling measured in at 5'8". I could have told you he was going to measure in at 5'8". Um, he's no taller than 5'8". Um, he and Noah Fafita are literally the exact same size. So when you, you see somebody listed at 5'11 or 6 foot, not even close to that. But that's okay. He also ran a 4'4", Um, not necessarily a 4'2", 8'40", or whatever. But Jacob Cowling can play. Jacob Cowan can play in a big way, and I believe that he's going to be on an NFL roster for a long time. He feels to me like he'll probably be about a fourth or a fifth round pick, but, and I ask people this all the time, I say, you know, what's the difference between him and, say, a Zay Flowers from, uh, 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 Baltimore. And there really isn't one. I mean, Jacob Cowing was a touchdown machine. Um, he, uh, his quick twitch burst from uh, one from uh, yard one to yard 10 was next level. And not only was it next level, um, he just had an ability to be able to get open. And I think that he's going to have a long NFL career. And honestly, it wouldn't surprise me at all. If he's a starter, uh, I think that he's got that type of potential, but you know, as we know right now, no better time to be an Arizona, uh, athletics fan. The basketball team is clicking on all cylinders. And not only is it clicking on all cylinders, it's also the football team, uh, the combine performed very well, probably going to have some players in there and keep in mind, Jordan Morgan, we didn't even mention him. Jordan Morgan, very likely to be a first round pick. All right. We will be back with you Monday. This has been a special audio only edition of the AZ Wildcats podcast.